This episode is brought to you by Gab Wireless. As I mentioned, my oldest son, he just turned 11, and we are coming upon the conversation of when he can have a phone. He's been nagging and begging for a few months now, and I think really the only option I'm comfortable with at this age would be Gab Wireless. Gab Wireless is a phone made to protect kids. It provides texting and calling, but no games, no internet, and really making me feel a lot more comfortable. Gab says we provide a simple, safe, and age-appropriate first phone that connects family, protects kids, and encourages life outside the screen. I can get behind a brand that wants to reduce screen time and protect the kids from all the crazies out there. Kids feel comfortable carrying this as it looks like any other smartphone, gives a really sleek, fun look, and they're really excited to have it. To purchase, go to gabwireless.com, and Gab is G-A-B-B, use the double B, and use our code MOMVOICE for $10 off your purchase. Hey guys, welcome to The Mom Voice. This is Lauren and Sarah with episode 136. Lauren, you know this already, but I'm about to put it out here. I just had my very first colonoscopy yesterday. Uh, Yeah, you did. And let me just say, the prep work for that is no joke, you guys. Oh, that that's the worst part. It really is. If you've ever done one before, you pretty much have to drink laxatives for 24 hours oh. and like clean out your colon, which is everything you're picturing right now. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's absolutely horrible. And then can I just say that there's a lot of words associated with the colonoscopy process that really give me like an oog factor. For sure. Like what? Like sphincter (laughs) and anus. I don't know why these words just like really make my skin crawl. And it's even worse when your doctor's kind of cute. Oh my gosh, is he? Like dead serious. Yeah. He's, He's probably our age. And oh, that's funny. I have no idea what nationality he was, to be quite honest with you. He has kind of a harder last name. I won't even attempt it. Oh, how funny. But like very fit, like tight shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've never had a colonoscopy. And try to look them in the eye when they're talking to you after doing that. (laughs) I know. I know. Like absolutely mortified. I thought looking my OB-GYN in the eye after him being down there was bad. You try looking at the guy doing the other side. (laughs) I know. Oh my gosh. Good job doing it though. Getting it done. Taking care of yourself. Well, I told myself, I told my parents I would do it to be honest because I have a family history and I've heard and been told that colon cancer is like hitting people earlier and earlier. Is that right? Yes. So like they're suggesting now that you start getting screened at like 45 instead of um, older like they used to. And if you have family history, even younger. And so, I mean, I'm 35 Uh, and I just wanted to do it for peace of mind. And I'm so happy to report that everything was a-okay. So, so good. Oh my gosh. But you guys... I have to take a minute, girl. I have been like sweating this all week long. I know. I know. I made a total flub last week Mm -hmm. on our episode, and it has been edited out now, but I said a word last week while I was talking to Lauren, super off the cuff, like below my breath type thing, that I know the word is like so insensitive and like just not okay to say, and I feel so bad about it. Like literally... The moment I started seeing people write in about it, that they noticed it, 
I just felt mortified. Of like course. it no. was that moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. No. And it's like, I, I mean, I, we all like make that mistake and we're like children of the nineties where, you know, some of those slang terms were just more natural and part of the vocab and that didn't make it right, no. but they just were words we used or heard a lot growing up. Right. And I mean, um, of I course know. now it's totally and it was then. It's just not okay. And we never want to use anything that would be hurtful or offensive ever. Oh my ever, gosh. Ever. I know. Like major teenage habits popping up in my adult vocabulary here. So I am saying here, if any of you heard that last week and you at all like raised an eyebrow to it, I'm so sorry. Like I in no way ever, ever, ever want to make anybody feel sad or uncomfortable or anything like that. Like I literally was just so mortified. And the thing about the podcast here is we really do just kind of let you guys in the room here with us. Mm -hmm. We try really hard to like not filter ourselves and keep it really raw and relatable. So, you know, we get a lot of feedback that that's what people enjoy about our show is that it's not so formulaic. And so I guess this is the downside of that is that you don't catch things when you get too loose with your tongue. Right. Hopefully, you know, our hearts here. I know Sarah through and through and she would never want anyone to feel bad or yeah, like she said, sad or hurt hurt by any way. So we are just very regretful that we didn't catch it, that it was even said. And we're just so sorry because this is totally a safe space for every mom of every walk. And totally. we want you to feel comfortable. And absolutely, we, um, like Sarah said, we are just true, honest, raw selves here. Like I even said something along the lines of like, Oh, I don't want someone to see me hit George in public. Like I hit him. My mom brought it to my attention. I was like, I don't hit George, but we were talking about the Gabby case and da da da. We just say things. And I think you know us as, you know, hopefully wholesome, good Christian moms that would never want to. And it's so funny because we just were kind of talking on the heels of like, Cooking. The culture. Oh yes, oh. the cooking. We were talking about cooking yeah. out of all random things, but just in society today, how this cancel culture and I like literally you're just strung up for saying anything ever that was once wrong ever in any sentence in any place in your life. And it's just like this scary, very volatile situation. Yeah. And we want, I mean, of course there's room for that and there's room for growth and improvement. And we all agree with that. But also I think there's total room for just understanding and forgiveness and that we would never intend to hurt anybody. Yeah. And hopefully I don't know, like I've I've kind of been like insecure. I'm like really stumbling over my words now. And I never do that. Yes. And and like I'm in my head now. And I don't want Sarah to be in her head. I don't want to be in my head. We want to bring like all the fun and the laughs and the goofy and and the real. And so and that's what we're here for. Yeah. And so, anyways, it was honestly and I don't know if you didn't catch it, you're probably thinking, oh my gosh, what was that? It really was more harmless than anything but we just if it was heard we just wanted to clear the air oh, and make totally. sure you know that is not norm for us and 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 we're sorry yeah. for anything no totally there has been a lot i have said on this podcast that i've been told about afterwards yes right <laughs> let me just say and that I guess out we've loud said a lot of more raw like well, revealing crazy i've things. said a lot of things that at the end of the day I still own and I'm not yeah. apologizing yeah. for, but this one I really did feel bad about because it was literally just like, again, like that teenage verbiage from the 90s. 
so anyway, I, I'm yeah. sorry. There it is. I'm going to do my best to like knock that out of my head wherever it is. Yes, absolutely. And, and do better. So Sarah, have you watched the Lula Rich documentary yet? I'm halfway through. Okay. And my mind is straight blown. Yeah. No joke. Yeah. No, I, um, it's so funny. I watched it and I'm like, we got to chat real quick about it because it's just so interesting, oh crazy. I don't know. There's so many different aspects to this. So if you haven't seen on Amazon Prime, there's a, a four um, episode series about the, the growth and, you know, crazy of LuLaRoe and also kind of kind of the crash it's not but it's still going that's I mean it's still very much a business there's very much still retailers and women selling it but it and that's what I kind of am like I don't understand like this is still happening they're still out there they're still selling but yet they share this show that's very revealing and very oh but I feel like the documentary was like tricking them do you not get that vibe tricking who the owners when they're sitting oh, yes. down interviewing well, them. Well, I said that to my sister-in-law. Yeah. I go, how are they volunteering and acting so... Oh, yeah. They're volunteering so much information and acting so cool and kosher here when I'm like, do they realize what this is about? No. What they're Like what we see, what we're hearing? There's no way they would have signed up for that interview. Right? I'd have no. to. But they kind of are a little kooky. So maybe in oh. her in her mind, she's like, any any publicity, bad publicity is even any publicity is oh, good publicity. Oh, I feel a lawsuit coming. Like oh, major. Well, at the end, it says they're already in 50 lawsuits. They already have 50 going. With this documentary? With the I mean retailers. the producers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, sure. Well, just add Dude, it on because man. that's the thing. So in a nutshell, really fast, um, I think it was about 2016, um, this brand, LuLaRoe, comes out and um, it was this woman and her husband and it was just these, they started with maxi skirts, really. Yeah. And it was kind of the perfect timing. And they yeah. say this in the documentary because it was a time when, you know, we were post-recession mm-hmm. where like there were a lot of like actually really educated mothers who were at home with their children more than ever. The the exercise clothing had become the new mom uniform. Like the leggings were all the rage and, you know, all of that. And then you had the onset of social media and like it really starting to explode with Facebook Live and Instagram's blowing up. And it was just like this perfect storm of that made way for all of this. Right. I, I mean, absolutely. All of those points helped get, I mean, it blew up really fast. I mean, it goes um, from zero to a hundred retailers to a hundred to five to a thousand. And it's, so it's a multi-level, what do we call it? Multi-level. A multi-level marketing. Marketing. Yeah. Yeah. So this gal, you know, wants to bring on a sales, you know, sales reps, they call them retailers in the show. And um, they come in and they buy their inventory and they own it and they get to take it home and they can set that up however they want an online store a boutique a pop-up shop however they want to do it and they sell the clothes obviously for an up price and and there's a sale you know just a margin there for them to make some money so a lot of it kind of starts growing pretty quickly that all these women first of all like the fashion and they think oh wh- who sold that where'd you get that i want that so they want to buy it but then it's almost so these other these handful of retailers, they bring in more retailers that come under them, right? Mm-hmm. In MLM, so it's um, they, if they bring it in, they get a, a little yeah. part of their profit, yeah. and so it builds on this pyramid. So 
it grows really fast and oh, it's yeah. kind of crazy. I mean, they're selling millions and then they no, become no. billions. Billions. Yes. Yeah. Billions. They hit a billion. And it kind of blows my mind because I've never owned a LuLaRoe outfit and I'm not a big fan of the style. It's very bright and loud and, and nothing against any of you if you wear it, but it just wasn't my style. I remember when it was around and it got, and it, it was, I heard about it and I didn't know anyone personally to sell it, but I think it was definitely a thing, especially five, six years ago when I was just a stay at home mom with a bunch of little kids. And that was kind of the market it went towards is women, moms, right. stay at home moms. Right. And so they, you learn about this culture of this business and it's very interesting. Well, it's very interesting. And while we were talking about it off the mic, it kind of led into this discussion of like, uh, are are these type of situations like taking advantage of those stay-at-home moms? Like, because they say like that is their target audience, that they are selling the dream that you can make a full-time salary on a part-time schedule. At home. At home, with your kids, in your pajamas, whatever. And, and well, and the crazy thing is, the top level retailers were making crazy money very course, quickly. So course. much money. Of course. And like, and not that it's not legit. We're not saying that, but it more led into a discussion of just money. And like when you're a mom, especially if you worked at all before you were a mother and you were used to having some discretionary income and some like spending money, some mad money, when that dries up and goes away, like it kind of does eat at you a little bit. Or it did me. I mean, I know when I quit my job, after being a contributor and everything, I it felt weird not having my own money. You know what I mean? Was it your money? What do you mean? You said your own money. Yeah, like, like did, not did contributing. You, I'm did sorry. You, did you see it as two different salaries? No, like never. I could spend a no, little no, no. extra here because it's the no, money no, I no, need? No, 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 never. But I will say in times when I've worked, I don't like second guess myself well, about I mean, things like well, extra things. Right, sure, because you you're know? doubling your income. Right. I mean, that's yeah. a huge aspect. So when your income, your household income's cut in half, that's a huge thing. I need to clarify, just so all of you understand. My husband and I, we see it as one. Like, whatever we make, it's ours and everything. I'm just saying it was my own holdup in right, my that head. that you felt like you had more wiggle room. That I felt, yes, when I was contributing to the family finances, that I could spend a little more at yes, Target. right. Or buy that LuLaRoe skirt or whatever. Right, you like, buy something you want. Like, mm -hmm. And so I feel like there's this fine, there's this weird thing that kind of happens in those early stages of mother or any stage of motherhood, really. And then you add on social media and you're seeing the best parts of everybody's life, you mm -hmm. know? I mean, you're not seeing the messy house. You're seeing the clean, beautiful white house and all the crap shoved out of the photo. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, I want that. I want to be able to do that. And so it kind of led into this conversation about money. And are they, were they targeting moms? I mean, they flat out say they are in the documentary. And yes. I just think that's wrong. You do need I mean, to go, you need to go check it out. It goes further on just kind of how interesting these owners are and just kind of how they were very um, kind of vain and worried about the self-image. They had this whole thing about how you play the woman role and please your husband and make them happy and you can get whatever you want. And that was very like interesting, very. like taboo. And, um, and also, I loved 
love, love, loved the African American girl that they're interviewing. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh what gosh. about the cruise? She's amazing. Where she says that she earned her trip to the cruise, and she's like, "I turned it down because that's not a party to me." Yes, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just not going. <laughs> I something. But she had gotten really successful too. Oh, totally. And I you, just laughed so hard. And you listen to a few of these women's stories and paths, and 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 it's a lot of success until it's quickly not, and how they have this buyback inventory thing that falls through. And so then people are stuck with thousands of dollars of inventory and how things kind of go south really quick and how the product quality goes down and some, you know, product deliveries are, you know, um, damaged or mildewy and all these like things. And it's just this wild journey. And it's just this very interesting story from people on the inside Mm. of what they saw. And, but there is one or two cases where they defend defend the company and they say, I'm still selling. I've never had a bad experience. They've opened so many doors for me. I'm able to be a stay-at-home mom and make good money and I like what I do. And so it's a very like, it goes both directions and you're almost like, what's what's the truth here? What's really the, the real experience here? Well, I think from a business perspective, it's all about timing. Yeah. And that's with yeah. any yeah. business. I'm not even talking MLMs. But if you're in the right place at the right time, you're going to make money. Right. Like a lot of it's luck, a lot about who you know, when you got in, all those things. So yeah, if you need a watch, this is a really, really fascinating, especially as a mother, like I said, like because I just think it's such an interesting like psychology that is unique to us women at that time in our lives where yeah. we're looking for something. I can literally remember you and I having this conversation on the couch of my very first house after I had Kate. We were like, Lauren, we need to start a business. We need to do something together. For sure. Oh my God. <laughs> do you remember this? Oh yeah. We no, literally I, got the laptop out but, and we're making oh, notes. Oh, but Sarah, the thing is you always like, you you had come from a job and like at any given moment, I know you could bust out like an amazing career. <laughs> Whereas I kind of felt like a bigger void of like, and I will say social media played a big role in that. Oh, totally. I loved being a stay-at-home mom and I was so grateful that I had the opportunity to stay home. I would lie if I didn't say when I would scroll the Instagram or see women finding being boss babes. And and that's the thing. Social media has opened so many doors for so many women. If it's, you know, influencers, if it's boutiques and shops, if podcasters, totally new brands, like (laughs) producing a whole new product and brand podcasting. There's so many avenues. And I remember when my kids were little and I just felt so out of the game. And I just remember thinking, I want to do something like that too. I want to like try things too. I want success. I want to feel fulfilled in different ways. And I totally, I talked to you about it. I remember talking to my sister-in-law about it. And I saw all these women doing these, these awesome opportunities. And I was like, I want something too. And that quickly parallels to just our own confidence and where we are finding our confidence and feeling good about ourselves and not letting the exterior things, you know, impact us in those honestly negative ways. Yeah. I think it's an ongoing battle for all of us women. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, it totally... I will be scrolling. I literally have to like have cleanses here and there from social media. Well, you almost have to take a mental note of like... Yes. It... it, 
it's not the grass is not always green right this is not about me that's what that person's doing that's what that person bought that's what that person's where they're at and you don't have to make it personal but sometimes you do like I can literally think of times where I feel amazing but then something can kind of trigger these negative feelings in my brain and I and you hate that and you literally have to talk yourself like off out of it. You're totally. like, what? this isn't even, I don't really care that much. Why am I even giving this a second thought? Oh, but you totally. do. I will catch myself. I'm being a hundred percent transparent here because I really do think we all do it. I'm yeah. just going to say oh, it I out loud. Too. Yeah. I think I will catch myself being like, wait, how did they afford that? How is she driving that new car? Yeah. Wait, you know what I mean? Like second guessing or like questioning we judge i guess we judge perfect yeah i guess we just are judging other situations or other people and and then very quickly that kind of can paralyze you and your your state and status and where you're at and things and then you self-analyze everything when really i mean obviously we've said this forever social media can be like the, the demise of life but I mean, I guess it's just tying things into where we can build up our own confidence and not let it hang in, you know, other people's finances or successes or opportunities and just refocus. It's about me. It's about what I'm doing. And if I don't feel good about certain things in my life, then let's fix that. Yeah. What is in my control? What can I do today to feel better about ourselves and not let our self-worth, our self-confidence come from anywhere else? You know, if you're a stay-at-home mom and you're happy in that, don't let other people tell you that you need to be making 200 more dollars to have some worth. You know what I mean? Right. There's so much worth and value in being a stay-at-home mom. Oh my gosh. And yes. right up front, you just need to know that. I want to say that, scream that from the, the, the mountains. I mean, you know, I just think there is this like dismissive sometimes negative connotation, especially even today. And I'm older and I'm coming out of that stage. So it's like hard for me to totally speak in that prime. But like, I do just think people are just pushing. Like, and honestly, when I went through like my circle of women, I was the only one not working, having kind of a side hustle or something going on for themselves. And I remember trying not to let that affect me, but sometimes it did. And I mean, let's be honest, like social media is about influencing influencers, like being impacted by things and people. And so very much, very quickly, we can be influenced by, yeah, other things, money and other priorities when, I mean, those are all valid and all important, but I mean, your role as a mother, your direction as a mother, your commitment, like is obviously priority always. And I want to be clear, we're not like suggesting that if you have a desire to work, that you not do that. Because I've shared on here before, I have worked. I maybe worked. I didn't work for like a year and I was finding myself like kind of getting depressed. Like I just really missed it and I needed that part of my brain like activated. And so thankfully I found something I was able to do from home and I've pretty much been a part-time full-time worker for the past six years and it fulfills me in a different way. It's very much a personal Thing that like I choose to do for my mental health over anything. So I, I totally agree. I mean, we come from all different 
situations, all different places and times in our lives, like seasons. So I know this is going to hit differently for every single person listening. And they're going to say, oh, I felt that way too. And I'm so over it. Or I want that. I wish I want. And it's just easy to kind of get into that headspace. So we wanted to just give some ideas to help like you build your own confidence in whatever stage of life you're in. And as easy as it is to get down on yourself when we're looking at these big, large, fancy lives or these perfect pictures or, you know, or even these big fancy things that you're like, um, we're newlyweds and we can barely like, you know, pull it together for a new car. Like we totally get every little stage Mm -hmm. of life. And maybe you're not newlyweds. Maybe you've been married for 10 years and it's hard. Life Mm -hmm. is expensive. Life is hard. It's like never, never quite easy, but finding your happiness at whatever stage you're in is like so vital to finding, not even your happiness, finding your peace. Mm Mm-hmm is so vital to your happiness I love and just that. being content where you're at. So let's give some ideas of like what we think could help and what has helped us maybe in the past when we feel that way. I think the number one thing is surrounding yourself with positive people. Yeah. And people who sincerely care about you and build you up. Right. Who don't feel the need to like put any type of pretenses on when they're around you. Like you can be, you know, makeup off and show you're ugly to them. You know what I mean? I feel like if you have the opportunity to find literally one or two people like that who you can just lean on and you can call when you're feeling really crappy and just like buried in the laundry and just beat down from those days that we know that you have because we have them too. Like it will go so far if you have an understanding ear and a fellow woman, honestly, mm-hmm. to build you up. Like I literally, are you crying right now? Stop it right now. What are you doing, Lauren? Oh my gosh. Sorry. What the heck? Yeah. No, I was just thinking while you're saying that, like we talk about our friendship a lot here, <laughs> but Sarah's always been that for me. And I, I like sometimes think like, oh my gosh, what if I never crossed paths with Sarah? Like my life would be very different. And that's really true. Like in a lot of ways, my life would be so different if I had, didn't have Sarah in my life. That's true. I mean, and, no, it really is. Like, I wouldn't live in Arizona Sa- probably. Sarah has always been a vital part of my life. And I think there have been days when she was like just this bomb boss mom and doing all of the things. And and she was always so so encouraging and so supportive to me. And I I can't make eye contact with her no, right now. I'm like not looking at you right now. <laughs> no. But I think as well she's giving me a lot of really cool opportunities. Oh my gosh, Lauren, stop. Stop it. Oh I my say, gosh, I don't know where this is even. I'm so sorry. I just, that like definitely hit the heart. Oh. And that's what, where you said that. Girl, you are reminding me of so many things. First of all, you have qualities. I have said to anybody who will listen that you have like brought me out of my shell. <laughs> Stop. The, the girl I was when I moved to Arizona, like you guys, I was way less confident. I would have never, ever had the confidence to like do a podcast. But I meet Lauren 
And she like owns any room she's in. You can tell. She talks a mile a minute. I mean, we had like, you've heard us talk about our experiences. But yes, our friendship has been life changing. It really has. And like, if you don't have that right now, I'm blowing you a kiss. If you don't have that right now, like seek it out. You know, I mean, I will be honest. When I very first met you, Lauren, I don't know if I've ever told you this. Oh, okay. What is it? You were coming out of a relationship, a kind of serious relationship. Yeah. And you had a roommate at the time and you were like really good friends with our other good friend Mm -hmm. in the education department. (laughs) And I can just remember being like, okay, no, I want her to be my best friend. Like, how is this going to happen? And for a minute there, like, I didn't know if it was going to like click or not. But somehow it did. I no, was very funny. insecure for a minute. Oh, I'll say stop that. Stop it. No, no I'm it's serious. funny because I always know when I meet someone, like, it's weird. It's that sixth sense. I tell you, <laughs> it is. When I meet someone, like, I know if it's there or not. I do. I do. And it's not, it's not there very often because it's really? rare to find, like, a bosom buddy, like, a core. True you know, someone that is truly part of like who you are there. Those are very few and far between. So that's funny. You say that I just recently come back from Disney. Like I was just in this very interesting transitional stage of life. Yeah. And like, no, you came in just like right at the right time. And, and I guess you guys, I guess I got emotional. Like it was, that was just really weird. I just, how she said those certain things is it really does just describe Sarah in my life. And I I don't say this out loud because I know not everyone has a friend that has been there alongside the whole way. And that's a rarity, you know? And so I don't mean to say this as like making you feel bad if you don't keep in touch with your best friend as much. But but Sarah, like I said, like Sarah has also, I mean, she it was her crazy idea to have this podcast. And I wasn't even a podcast listener, but I knew that we had the fun and the chemistry. And this opened a door. And at that time in my life, this is what I needed. Mm-hmm. You know, it was something I like needed and I wanted. And you know, it's you know, it's been a labor of love and it's been a process, but it's been such a fun, amazing outlet that we have together. And there's been others, but like oh other gosh. things. But no, I I just Okay, on my weepy, sad sermon I that know. was. You're acting like it's my funeral or oh something. Oh my gosh, stop I guess, giving my right? eulogy, please. <laughs> I'm kidding. Shut up. No, I just, I, I guess I just no. s- support that statement of like finding positive people and, and you know what, if they're not, we're at like also the stage of life, it's like, we'll cut ya. you. <laughs> Yeah, I I got you. No, but it's it's true. You don't have to feel obligated to spend time with people that don't do anything for you. Right. Exactly. You really don't. So well said. Oh my gosh. Like discern the people that you connect with and the people who you feel like you don't have to put on a show for and who can like see you at your ugliest and like can you can sit there and say man I'm feeling really crappy about myself today and here's why and not feel bad or like they'll judge you for it right you know what I mean right like that will do so much to be able to like release those feelings onto somebody. And we do talk a lot about friendship on here. Yeah. And I don't think the fact that we've been friends for so long, I mean, I do think like your friend could be made tomorrow. Yes. And you guys could hit it off. I know. Like, but what I was gonna say is there was a minute there. I feel like I had to work for you, Lauren. That's what Did I'm trying you? to say. Oh my gosh, stop it. No, let me explain. Let me explain. 
because you will, you'll admit to this. I know you will. I have always been a very, very complete and quick texter backer. Would you mm. not agree? Okay. Okay. Yes. She knows where I'm going with this. I do. Lauren with the emojis. Sarah's with oh. the emojis and punctuation. Oh, totally. She's like, very good. I want to make sure, like, you understand exactly my what I'm expressing. <laughs> exactly. Like, no confusion. We want the message. On- okay. Cut back to what year is it? 2006. We're still texting, like, on the the Q key, the three key, right? right. Where or, you're punching or, the or honestly our Facebook walls. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> no, but okay, you guys, I feel like I would hit up Lauren and be like, yo, want to like go do this, blah, blah, blah. And she would like ghost me for a day. I wouldn't hear back Shut from her. Shut up. I did not. Shut You You totally would. You did? Totally I, I, I know. You're a, I'm a bad you're a texter. Slow responder. I am. I'm slow. It's totally okay. And I've learned to like understand that now. But I can remember being like, no, I just got to keep going. I'm going to win her over. <laughs> I'm dead serious. <laughs> Sarah no but you had a boyfriend you had a boyfriend and I didn't and I was I yes not for very long we broke up pretty pretty new to when we met like not it was there for a minute and then we broke up weird situation yeah Yeah, it was a transitional time you were kind of a mess let's be honest yeah (laughs) I know Sarah saved me guys stop it no but I can just remember (gasps) being like okay why is she not texting me back like what's going on oh my gosh does she she think I'm annoying is am I annoying her funny oh totally oh I I do to all my friends and and more it's like that let show to all the boys I kissed and (laughs) to all my friends if I do not text you back, it's nothing personal. I'm not mad. Her phone's dead. I don't. Uh, 98% of the time, my phone has died if it's after three o'clock. So, <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. That's okay, so funny. Let's move on to the next one because this one is almost as vital, I feel like. Yes. Um, I think having gratitude and showing gratitude and thinking about what you're grateful for. Again, at any point in your life, I mean, even in the worst of worst times, like when things are bad, like maybe 2020. Yes, 2020, when Let's you just real. were really scraping the barrel for anything good in life, it is crazy when you stop and think about, okay, these bad things are happening, da 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 da. But then you make a list of all the good things that are happening, and not even good things, just things you're you're grateful for. Healthy kids, food in the pantry, like a husband that kisses me goodnight, a mom that I can call, you know, a fr- whatever it is. Even like my air favorite, conditioning, air conditioning, my favorite show at night so I can veg out. Like Hallelujah. stupid things. I mean, even it just having an expressive, grateful heart. I think goes so far, oh my especially gosh. when you're feeling down or doubting situations or feeling bad. So I just can't encourage enough to be, you know, stop when you're really self-absorbed and upset with something and look outside of you of all the good things you have in life. Yeah. Because I promise you, you have so many good blessings in your life. And though this one, two or three is not lining up the way you thought, time Time will tell, and and you have a lot of good things to appreciate. A hundred percent. And like looking outside of yourself, not only being grateful, but like serving others too. Yes. Like that's an instant way to instant way to feel better. I know there's a friends episode about that. About no no um, selfless act is selfless. Yeah, which totally. is kind of true. Totally, because like, you're doing it for yourself. We serve in to a feel way. better. Yes, but you want to feel good. You know what? That's okay in my book. Oh, like totally, go pay it forward. Get outside yourself. Take dinner to someone. Like make their day, and you will immediately 
like boost your oh boost yeah your and mood. again it's probably science your brain is probably releasing all those endorphins and the all those things that like make you you feel better about yourself totally. so it's important okay we're going to talk now about being kind to ourselves yes. and talking nicely to ourselves man can we preach on this subject for over an hour i know but we well, don't have that time here. i know i know well and the idea i've like really been like chatting Sarah's ear off about the idea of manifesting things in your life. Okay. I am just like understanding and learning what that exactly means because I've heard people say that before. I've manifested this in the universe. I put it out there or I, this has been manifesting and I knew this would come to pass and things. And I've never really like understood what people meant by that, (laughs) but we have like recently had chat about manifesting things and that's very much, it very much correlates to positive talk, positive self-love, being kind to yourself, building yourself up. So tell us about manifesting. Manifesting, in other words, I mean, I don't practice it yet. I know. We're going to be better at this. I really am. I'm going to try and be more mindful and like get my meditation on. I really am. But the law of attraction or manifesting is really all about your subconscious. It's, It's about training your subconscious to think positively and live in harmony and be at a peaceful state. So when I was talking, and this is like a mental health professional I was talking to about this, they were explaining to me that the subconscious mind, different from the conscious mind, so the conscious mind is what we are like actively making decisions on. Okay, I'm going to go have Chick-fil-A for dinner. Bobby needs to be picked up from basketball. Like that's all things your conscious mind is like deciding upon. Your subconscious mind is all the crap going on behind the scenes, like the stuff eating away at you, it's right? Almost, it's almost like the angel and devil on your kind shoulders. Kind of, right? The devil and the little shoulder yes. being like, you're so fat, don't eat that Chick-fil-A sandwich. Yes. <laughs> It's true. And so they were literally describing to me that your subconscious mind does not know the difference between reality or imagination. It doesn't know the difference. And so that if you can train your brain literally through the process of manifestation, she was saying that it can produce like some incredible results. We're talking like help with bipolar disorder, help with, um, anxiety, social anxieties, things like that. She was saying that if you can train your brain to live in like a calm, peaceful state, like your subconscious brain, that it's not always in that fight or flight, that there's a problem here, you know? Like, so if you go to bed thinking, oh, I screwed up. I didn't get that done today. I ate too much. I shouldn't have had that burrito. Like if you're going to bed telling your subconscious mind all of these thoughts, that's what you're going to go to sleep on. And that's right. what's going to sit with you. And so your subconscious is always going to be in the state of like chaos. Chaos, totally. Chaos. And that's so true. And so she was saying that she actually tells people to, before they go to bed, take five minutes and think to themselves what they've done good in that day. And if you can't find something, you fake it. You literally fake it. Literally fake it. She said that. She said you can Almost trick like your lie brain. to yourself. Say it again. Like lie to yourself? Yeah. Like you're literally lying to yourself and you're literally telling yourself, I did so good today. I ate, man, I made some good choices today. And I know it sounds ridiculous. Like it absolutely sounds ridiculous. But the trick here is 
over just saying it out loud, you have to associate a feeling to it. So she said that's where everybody misses the mark with manifestation and law of attraction. They don't have the feeling associated and that your subconscious mind attaches on to feeling. So when you feel really crappy for eating that burrito, you're having an emotional response to that. That's what you're holding on to. It's tying to the emotion and that's what's making your brain remember it, right? Or what if you think, oh my gosh, this burrito's so delicious. So delicious. It's the best burrito I've ever had. Will it attach to like a positive experience? It's going to start putting more peaceful thoughts in your subconscious mind. Again, I have not practiced this, you guys. I'm totally regurgitating something that somebody told me recently. And I found it so super fascinating. But that I, I was think like, this is huge. Yeah. Like, I mean, it we made both sense. have to do this because I think we have so, such an uphill battle as is in life that we do not need our subconscious pulling us down. Yeah. So it's like, let's do this. Let's try this. I think that as you go to bed tonight, Tell yourself three positive things that you did in your day. And even if you had a bad day and you can't even muster up three, fake it. <laughs> fake it. Fake it. Okay. Fake you it have done it the before. Bed no, I'm just kidding. I just say in the bed when you go to sleep, fake it. No, fake it. No, I'm kidding. But, but you know what I mean? Attach an emotion. Yes. So, so I don't know how you do this, but that's what I was told to maybe do. Maybe telling your spouse so that you have some like laugh out re- loud. Re- yeah. Emotion something. with it, maybe. Yeah. Maybe that would reconnect it or. But I, and honestly, manifesting also sounds a lot like me, to me, someone that is like religious, almost like praying. Yeah. You know, praying too. I mean, I like that manifesting is literally a physical thing, like your mind and your body is like doing it. But also, of course, as like on a spiritual perspective and and feeling confident praying to hundred percent. And like, I think the thing with prayer is that it pulls you outside of like your in the moment circumstance. Yes. And it gives you like a bigger picture bigger and like picture. You're a, you have a bigger purpose and a bigger meaning instead of just being in the like menial day to day, 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 day. Love and like, that. Yes. you know what I'm saying? I think that's the purpose of prayer, at least for yes. me, is that it connects me to something bigger than what I'm dealing with in my day-to-day. And that I can really get behind. Okay, so I just want to wrap it up on this note. Self-doubt is inevitable, but how you respond to the self-doubt is totally in your control. So we're not saying we're perfect at it, guys, but we're just encouraging you to maybe think about some of the things we've said here today. Lots of jewels here. Well, with that, we hope some of this resonated with you a little bit. So we're going to wrap it up with our hits and misses of the week. Lauren, what was your hit of the week? Well, I have officially started my training for the run. Wow. And I did a two-mile run yesterday, and it went a little better than I thought it would. I had really low expectations. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to survive this, but it went okay. Oh, my gosh. So, and so me and my sisters who are running it, we selected a training program, and it's a 14-week program. And so all of you runners out there are nodding. You know how this goes. And it it literally lays out day by day how, like, you need a two-mile run, and then a three-mile run, and then a five-mile run, and then back to a two-mile run, and then a one-mile run, and then a six-mile run. So it just, like, builds you up, right? And so... I am just like two or three weeks out of that 14-week mark, so I'm just trying to like condition and get there so that the two or three miles is not so bad because, again, guys, I'm starting from zero, zero, 
Um, but I'm ready. I think I, I'm ready to go. Like I'm, I'm, I, it's going to be a struggle and I'm going to like cry and sweat, but I'm ready to get going on I'm it. I'm so proud ah, of you. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I literally still get butterflies thinking about it, but I think Lauren, like once I get going. Here's your homework. You go manifest that tonight. I, I need to, I need to manifest you that tonight. You get your subconscious working for Abs- you. Yo, that's so true, especially in this category for me. Envision it. Okay. Envision okay. running through the finish line, arms up, sweating. Yay. I can see it now. Okay. My hit is a very simple one, but one that I always say around this time of year. I planted my fall flowers. Yes. It, you know, it's, it takes my whole Saturday. Every time I do this, it's like a full production. I have to go to the Home Depot. I have to see what they have and put the colors together. It's like a whole thing. And I just always feel so fulfilled after oh, I do yes. it. It's There's so just fun. nothing better. I know. It's so fun to have pretty flowers. So I put some mums out and yep. I did like a fun little fountain grass thing. And I just feel so happy about it. Maybe my pumpkins will make an appearance this week. I know. Maybe. I know. And we're diving into fall break and it's October and I'm like, dang, it's here. It's go time. Yep. What was your miss of the week? My miss as well, we have talked about before. And I just have to say socks, 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 socks. I just had a full, huge like tantrum about it yesterday. I am so just over the sock situation. And just as like Shark Tank and all the smart people in the world, how have we not figured out a better like system to this? But I swear the socks consume me. In what way? Not it's finding just matches? Not finding matches. Okay. Like they're just so overwhelming. I keep buying them. They keep disappearing. They, I, I can, I, I don't even know. There's just so many of them. The washing, the, it's just, it, it's exhausting. I just feel like I cannot find matches worth a darn. And my husband said the thing we had tipped last time, just throw them all away and find, buy all the matching, yeah. same color, same size, everything. Totally. And he's just like, throw these all away. Just start over. This is so dumb. Like yeah. you have three. 35 unmatched socks. And I'm like, where do they all go? I, I am just so, and then it's like every morning the run around and I just decided to consolidate it all to one basket. Like my kids don't even have socks in their dressers anymore. Oh my gosh. Because it's like the match is floating somewhere. I just want it all in one spot. So it's like a treasure hunt. So it's They're a treasure looking. hunt of like 200 socks. Oh my gosh. And I made us all sit down and match them the other day. But even so, there's still so mismatches, so many mismatches. Oh my gosh. It's just I, you need to throw them all away. I agree. We do all white, and every child of mine has a different cut. So that's how we keep up with it. And we just buy the exact same soccer. It's so boring. It's terrible. Because no, I want all not, the cute though. socks. Oh no, oh, I'm over that. I want and honestly, them all. I feel like that fad's kind of gone out. It's like nobody really cares about stance and vans and fennies, fancy socks anymore. So I but I don't know. We're rocking the white hanes. Yeah. White totally. socks all the way. I know. know. Well, my miss, and I it's kind of epic that I'm admitting to this and saying this on here, but our bedtime is getting pushed back. I just have to say it. I'm just going to admit it. I've been trying to hold on to the seven o'clock. For- you mean bedtime is getting pushed back or you guys are getting to bed late? There's a difference. We're getting to bed late. We You're have, missing your bedtime. We have not made the seven o'clock bedtime since school started. Yeah. I'll be honest. Yeah. 
because dance is going later. The kids have homework now. Like, and Luke, he's just kind of along for the ride. Bless his heart. I mean, my other kids at four years old, they were in the bed at seven o'clock religiously. But by the time, seriously, by the time we shower and do it all, there is not enough time. And it's not like we're, and you know, I want to spend some time with my children. I know. That's the thing. There's not enough hours. There's just not enough hours. There's not. And so, I don't know what to do with this. I'm going to have to really ponder and think about how I'm going to deliver this to my children. If we're going to like actually move the bedtime to 730 or something like that. I don't know, but I don't like it. I'm a very scheduled person. It's a big mess in my book. Well, why don't you, why don't you treat it as like a reward? Because you know, it's kind of inevitable and you're going to have to do it. And maybe you say, if you do X, Y, and Z, we'll bump bedtime to 7.30 for the rest of the school year. Or like, oh, you've earned it, 7.30, woo Right. Just because, I mean, you know it's probably going to have to play into it here anyways. And then, then they're excited. Use it at my benefit. Yeah, use it at your benefit. They're excited. They think they've like earned this. And totally. It's like fun. I know. All right, guys. Well, we were going to do a 45-minute show. But we went longer than that. Yeah, and we I'm did. okay with that. We had a lot of stuff today. Apparently, we needed a therapy session. Yeah, I guess we did. <laughs> no, no, in all the best ways. But yeah, I guess. Totally, totally. Like, I don't know. Lauren's a basket case. No, stop it. We, again, like we started off the show, we literally just let you in our conversations here. And yeah. this was something we were talking about the Lulu, what's it called? Lulu Rich. The Lulu, Lulu Rich, Rich documentary. And that kind of led into just like moms and all the things we talked about here. And so... We hope somehow you connected to it or maybe it encouraged you to do something different or feel a bit better about yourself and maybe try some manifesting. I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. it's all the rage apparently. Yeah. So, Okay. We are back every Monday with brand new episodes and make sure to catch our Thursday show of MomCast with Emma Jade with all the latest news and headlines. Yep. She's given us all the news we need to know th- for the week. And then if you enjoyed what you heard today, please make sure that you are subscribed or following the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And you would really do us a solid, if you connected with it at all, to go leave us a five-star rating and a review or share us on social media with a friend, anything like that. We really, really, really are so grateful anytime you guys do that. But make sure to tag us at the Mom Voice Podcast so we can say thank you. All right, Lauren, anything else? Hey, that's going to do it. Okay, we'll talk to you later. Take care of each other. Bye-bye.